It's often noted that human beings can survive weeks without food, days without water, and seconds without air. But we can't exist one moment without hope. We require hope to cope. Hope keeps your soul alive. And as a pastor who stood by the bedside of hundreds of people as they took their last breath, I've seen firsthand that hope is the last thing people let go. I'm Rick Warren, and this is Daily Hope. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren, we're continuing in our series called Shape to Make a Difference. This is part three of a message called Following Your Heart. It's taken from various portions of Scripture. And now, here's Rick. Some of you say, well, Rick, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm really passionate about anything right now. Well, you know what that means, don't you? It means you are disconnected from God at this moment. You cannot be connected to God and be dispassionate. When you are plugged into God, it's like plugging into 220 voltage. You get passionate. In fact, the closer you get to God, the more passionate you become. And the further away from God you get, the more dispassionate you become. God is a passionate God. The only reason you have emotions is you're made in his image. God is emotional. God gets jealous when he sees you ignoring him for something else. God has love. God has feelings that can be hurt. Yes. The only reason you have emotions is God gave them to you because he is an emotional God. And God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I will never stop loving you. And there's nothing that can make me stop loving you. That's passion. And no matter what you've done wrong, I will love you. And in the book of Isaiah, he says, I've engraved you on the palms of my hands. Foretelling Jesus, the nails going to his palms. This is how much I love you. Look at this. I'm willing to let him nail my hands to the cross so you can be forgiven. That's how much I love you. No one's ever going to love you like God does. He's a passionate God. And when you spend time with God on a daily basis and you get with him regularly and you get plugged in, you can't help but being passionate. And you start to have the heart that God does for other people and the world. And you start to feel the things that God feels and feel the way he does. Listen, who you hang out with really does make a difference. I mean, I can prove that with any teenager. Give me a teenage kid. And I take him and I put him with a group of dispassionate kids who care about nothing, who are apathetic about everything. And what happens within a matter of weeks? That kid becomes apathetic. What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Why? Who you hang out with makes a difference. You hang out with God, you're going to be passionate. You're going to be passionate about life. You see, that's what passion is. It's, it's your heart. Would you like to have more energy in life, more enthusiasm, more get up and go? Let me tell you where to get it. The word enthusiasm comes from the Greek words en, theos. En, en meaning within, and theos meaning God. Theos is the Greek word for God. Theology is the study of God. Theodore and Dorothy mean lover of God in Greek. That's what the word Dorothy and Theodore mean. It means lover of God. When you get in theos, when you get in God, you're going to be enthusiastic. And the closer you get to God, the more energy, the more vitality, the more passion you have in life. And the further away you get him, the more bored and apathetic you become with life. You got to open your heart to Jesus. Now notice what he says here, Revelation 3. Jesus says, I am standing and knocking at your door. If you hear my voice 
and open the door. I will come in and we'll eat together. We'll party together. We'll have fun together. We'll fellowship together. We'll build a relationship. I don't want a religion. God says, I want a relationship with you. Jesus Christ has been standing at the door of your life knocking for a long time. But he's a gentleman. He's not going to bust the door down. You've got to open it up. And if you want your heart healed, you must first open it to him. Open your heart to Jesus Christ. Now, after you've opened it, what's the second thing you do? Let him heal it. Let God heal your heart. Now, everybody here has had their heart broken in some way. From some point, maybe by disappointment, maybe by fear, maybe by shame or guilt, maybe by hurt or rejection or ridicule. And I would say to you, as your friend, I'm sorry, I I really am. And I care about the hurt that you have gone through as your pastor. I care about it, I do. Because God cares about it. And he's hurt with you. And what what was God doing when you were weeping? He was weeping too. In fact, it is in your pain that God is closest to you, whether you realize it or not. Notice what the Bible says. Psalm 34. The Lord is close, not distant. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. How does he do that? How does he save us? He saves us by giving us a heart transplant. He says, you know this heart you've had? It's been beat up, it's been wounded. I'll give you a new one. He specializes in heart transplants. And he says, you know, that heart that's been guilty, I'll give you a heart that's forgiven. That heart that's been resentful, I'll give you a heart that's full of peace. That heart that's anxious, I'll give you a heart that's confident. That heart that's lonely, I'll give you a heart full of love. That heart that has been bitter and angry, I'll give you a heart that is forgiving and loving and generous and kind. And he says, let me do a little heart transplant in you. And he says, I will set you free. Why do we need freedom? Because we're all enslaved. We're slaves to the expectations of other people. What would they think? We're slaves to past memories. We're slaves to future fears. We're slaves to current pressure. We're slaves to the opinions of society, on and on and on. But when Jesus Christ, you open your heart to him and say, I give you not 98% of my heart, 100% of my heart, God, it's yours. And I ask you to heal it. Then you'll say like David said in the Bible, Psalm 119, I run in the path of your commands. In other words, he's saying, I'm doing what you want me to do, God. I do what you say it, I do it. I run in the path of your commands for you have set my heart free. The Bible says that God wants you to listen to your heart and he wants you to look at what you're made to do and then you'll know what he wants you to do. But you gotta slow down. Alabama used to sing this song, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. Don't know why I have to drive so fast. My cars have nothing to prove. It's not new, but it'll do zero to 60 in 5.2. Can't be late. I leave in plenty of time shaking hands with the clock. I can't stop. I'm on a roll and I'm ready to rock. I hear a voice that says I'm running behind. I better pick up my pace. It's a race, and there ain't no room for second place. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry, and I don't know why. That describes most people today in America. 
They're speedy with no direction. God says, I want you to listen to your heart. Romans 12, 2 says this, 12, 3. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves. What is my heart saying to me? You ask these questions that I wrote there on your outline. What do I love to do? What do I dream of doing? What fascinates me? In other words, I could talk about it or think about it or study it. I don't get bored. It just doesn't bore me. I'm fascinated by this. Where have I been most effective in my life? These are the questions you want to ask yourself in listening to your heart. You know, last week, we baptized an 80-year-old woman out here after the service. We baptized after every service. She wanted to be a small group host. That's pretty cool, an 80-year-old small group host. And she said, you know, I just wish I'd learned years ago that we serve God out of our design, not out of duty. I wish everybody could learn that truth. That's what the Shape series is all about. We serve God out of our design, the way he wired us, shaped us, our gifts, our heart, our abilities, personality, experiences. We save God out of our design. We serve him that way, not out of duty. I don't serve God out of duty, never have. I'm not forced to do this. I do it because I love God, because he designed me. Because when I do what he wired me to do, I'm good at it and it feels good and it brings glory to him. That's the way to live. That's Rick Warren with a portion of today's message called Following Your Heart from the series Shape to Make a Difference. We'll continue with more in a moment. Hey, did you know this broadcast isn't the only place to find daily hope? Check out rickwarren.org and learn what it means to be saved. You can listen to other Daily Hope broadcasts, request prayer, or shop our online store for CDs, Bible studies, MP3s, books, and more. And you can sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional. Just visit us online anytime at rickwarren.org. And Rick really wants to hear from you. So email him anytime at rick at rickwarren.org to share your story. Rick will be back in just a moment with more Daily Hope. How important is your shape to you? In his book, Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren talks about how important your own shape is. Your uniqueness as a person is your shape. Your shape is a combination of your spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality, and experiences. Your shape. Need help understanding your unique shape? Working with Rick Warren, Pastor Eric Rees put together a six-session DVD and study guide called Shape, Finding and Fulfilling Your Unique Purpose for Life. This empowering teaching gives you the tools you need to unlock your God-given potential, and it shows you how to unfold a kingdom plan for your life. The Shaped DVD and Study Guide are in one kit and is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So please request your kit when you call. 800-600-5004 Tap into the you that God shaped you to be. Request your Shaped Study Kit today. 800-600-5004 Daily Hope is a 100% listener-supported program, so thank you for your support to keep us on the station. Once again, here's Rick Warren. The Bible says this up on the screen. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given. In other words, what he put you in the earth to do, on earth to do. Then sink yourself into that, but don't compare yourself with others. Why? Because they're shaped differently. Number four, open your heart, let God heal your heart, listen to your heart. Number four, look at my options. And you don't just go out there and say, well, I think I love to do this, and you just go jump into the pool. No, you, you think about it, you study it, you do your due diligence. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 19, verse 2, desire, that's your heart, your ambitions, your, your goals, your, your love, desire without knowledge is not good. In other words, educated enthusiasm, uneducated enthusiasm. Desire without knowledge is not good. And to be over hasty is to sin and miss the mark. He's saying don't bet the farm without checking it out first. Don't be reckless, don't be irresponsible, don't be careless. Do your due diligence before diving in. Just because you love to do it doesn't mean that you're gifted to do it. We talked about that before. Or some of these other areas, you have the experience, you need to check it out first. In other words, let's say you say, well, I love Mexican food, so I'm gonna go start a Mexican restaurant. (laughs) Any any former restaurant owners wanna give a testimony? (laughs) That's very tough work. You say, well, it's like saying, well, I love donuts. I think I'll go start a, start a donut shop. Two words, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> 95% of all business startups fail within five years. That's a labor, U.S. labor statistic. Why? Because they have desire without knowledge. By the way, let me just give you a little advice. A lot of the things that you think you'd love to do for the rest of your life, if you did them, you'd be bored within a month. A lot of things sound like, well, I'd really like to go out and jump out and do that. And, you know, I think, you know, I like playing guitar. Therefore, I think I'd just go out and become a rock star. Mm. You know what you call a musician without a wife? Homeless. (laughs) Just throw that in there for a minute. Little prudence, little good sense, little forethought, save some pain, okay? In other words, he's saying here, check it out. No, I did all of these things before, before I, I uh, uh, started Saddleback Church. I, in 1979, had God had put in my heart a love, a desire, a passion to start a church and to build a church that would be a model of what church is really meant to be and to build a healthy, large model for our nation. Well, what did I do? I didn't just go off and do it. At first, I, I read everything I could. I read every book in print on church, on the church. 72 books that I could find. 72 books. Read them in 79. Uh, I wrote to the per- personally to the 100 largest churches in the United States and asked a series of questions. I actually wrote a letter to every pastor of the churches that were already existing in the Saddleback Valley. Asked them a series of questions. I went and studied other churches. I, I, I put myself under mentors. I listened, I learned. I studied the areas of Seattle and San Francisco and San Diego and Orange County and all this. So that when I came here to start it in January of 1980, I didn't just have a desire. I knew what I was doing. Now, I didn't have any money, no members, no building, no support, but I knew what I was doing. And so you start by looking at all the options. So how do you start going after your heart? Well, I would say first talk to people who are already successful in what you'd like to do. Just go find somebody who's already successful in something you think, I've got a heart for this, and talk to them. By the way, when you meet people who have the same heart as you, have you noticed you like them instantly? Because they got the same interest you do. And you sit down and you talk with them and you go, wow, you like that too? And there's this heart-to-heart connection. Read widely, study, uh, maybe take a trip, go find some, take a course. Uh, If you're young enough, maybe you can be an intern somewhere. Uh, I would bounce your ideas off your small group. That's one of the reasons we have small groups. The Bible says we need the wisdom of other people. 
And one of the problems today is people make decisions in a, in a vacuum and don't even think about inviting other people into their life. Go to your small group and when we're talking about shave, you know, I'm thinking about this. I've always wanted to do this. I've always had a love for this. And what do you think about it? Do you have any advice? Would you pray for me? Do you know anybody to put me in contact? Do you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that you could put me in contact with? Use your small group. The Bible says that as believers, we are to encourage each other in our lives. Look at the next verse. You should meet together and encourage each other. That's the value of a small group. And then experiment. That's the biggest thing of all. Just volunteer. Get involved in something. Okay, number five, last thing. If you're going to follow your heart, launch out in faith. Launch out in faith. You expect God to bless what you're doing. Why wouldn't God bless you if you're doing what he created you to do? If he put it in your heart to do it and you go do it, obviously he's going to bless it. But I want to tell you this. Look up here. There's going to be a fear factor if you start following your heart. I guarantee it. Because there are people in your life who don't want you to follow your heart. They want you to, it scares them. And so you have, there's going to be a fear factor. It's like on a trapeze. You swing out on one bar and before you can grab the other, you got to let go of this one. And you swing out a little over air and then you grab that one. And from the time you let go of this bar and grab this one, there's a split second where you're hanging in the air 300 feet up in total faith. And nothing's holding you up except God. I have been doing this my entire life. Swinging out, letting go one and grabbing onto the other. And swinging out and letting go one and grabbing. I've been doing it my entire life. You don't know God's all you need till God's all you've got. There will be a test of your faith. There, it will be a test. If you're going to follow your heart, there will be some barrier opposition to test your faith. But let me say this. God has given you the most amazing promise. Last, next to the last verse. Psalm 37. Delight yourself in the Lord. What does that mean? It means put God first. It means saying, God, you're number one. I want to do what you want me to do. Not what I want to do. Not what my parents wanted me to do. I want to do what you wanted me to do with your life. Delight yourself in the Lord. You're number one. And he will give you, here's the promise. Read it with me. The desires of your heart. Wow. What a promise. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, when you start living your heart, you start following your heart, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to stop worrying about status and you're going to start enjoying significance. Status won't even be important to you anymore because you've got significance, which is far more important than status. And when you start living, following your heart, you're going to stop competing for position. Am I climbing the ladder? And you're going to start enjoying more pleasure because you're being what God made you to be. And when you start living and following your heart, you're going to stop obsessing over money, which isn't really that important. And you're going to start obtaining meaning. Meaning trumps money every day of the week. And you'll come to the point in your life where you realize that purpose trumps prosperity every day of the week. Purpose trumps prosperity every day of the week. It's always more fulfilling to have something to live for than to have a whole lot to live on. And I could give you a million examples of that. And when you be what God made you to be, stress goes down, 
and satisfaction goes up. And you'll be able to say like David said, you know, I don't really care about all those people who've got all those things, all those possessions and prosperity. It's because I've got joy. Last verse, he says, you Lord have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and wine. In other words, the fat cats. Let's bow our heads. Which of these heart stoppers have been stopping you from following your heart? Disappointment, fear or guilt, resentment, hurt, ridicule. Jesus Christ wants to unclog your heart today. In John 10, 10, he said, I came to give you real life, life in all its fullness, a life better than you ever dreamed of. Would you pray this prayer? Dear Jesus Christ, I open up my heart 100% to you today. You made it. You know what's in it. You know all about it. And I open it to you. You've been knocking at the door. And today I invite you to come into my heart. I ask you, dear God, to heal my heart. Where it's been bruised and broken, batted around. Would you heal the scars of disappointment? and fear and guilt and rejection and bitterness. I'm asking you to give me a new heart today. Help me to listen to my heart, to discover what you made me to love and to be interested in and the dream that you gave me in my heart. Help me to look at all the options, but once I know it, help me to launch out in faith and to trust you today I say, my heart is yours. I have been shaped to serve you. And I want to do that the rest of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, we'll wrap up today with a preview of tomorrow's new message on using your abilities. It's from our Shape to Make a Difference series. But first, I want to tell you about the Daily Hope website. It's rickwarren.org. Log on today and you can get today's entire message, get message notes, social media links, and sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional. Visit us anytime at rickwarren.org. Also, Rick would love to send you a gift to thank you for your donation supporting this Daily Hope broadcast. And it's the Shape to Make a Difference study kit by Saddleback Pastor Eric Reese, the perfect companion to the series you're hearing this month. Everyone has a shape, and Shape to Make a Difference gives you the tools you need to discover your unique shape for doing the very thing God created you to do. This includes discovering your spiritual gifts, clarifying what you have a heart for, recognizing your abilities, defining your personality type, and understanding how your life experiences, good and bad, can all be used to help others. You know, you're really not supposed to be good at everything. You were shaped uniquely for a reason. When you tap into the way God has shaped you and discover the secrets of your own personal makeup, you will absolutely find the path to a life of unimagined purpose, impact, 
and fulfillment. Just ask for your copy of Shape to Make a Difference when you call with your gift to support this broadcast. 800-600-5004. Daily Hope is 100% listener supported, so your support is really important. And to show you how much we appreciate your donation, we'll send you the Shape to Make a Difference study kit. So call to request it today. The number again is 800-600-5004. And we hope you'll consider giving just a little more today to keep this Daily Hope broadcast on your station. And now with a quick preview of tomorrow's message, here's Pastor Rick. God will equip you with all you need for doing His will. Now notice it doesn't say that God will give you all the abilities you want that other people have. Like, I want to sing like her and look like him and think like her. God doesn't say, well, you can just have any old ability. No, he pre-planned the abilities you were given, and he wants you to be you. If he didn't want you to be you, he wouldn't have made you. That's next time. Be sure to join us again as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.